this is Matt. I'm the lead pastor at Westminster Baptist Church. Thanks for engaging God's word with us. My prayer for you is that this would be supplemental to your discipleship journey. Uh, if we can connect you with a local church or a discipleship group, uh, please contact us at info at discoverwbc.com. your son whom you sent God and so now be with us as Pastor Bill comes and he brings us the word open our hearts Lord open our ears that we may hear what you are speaking through him God amen good morning all so I've said a million times I think the hardest thing to do is to do announcements preaching is much easier so I feel like I got the hardest part over first <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm always afraid I've missed somebody or didn't say the right thing or whatever. So, um, so 2021 is almost over, right? Are we excited for that to be over? Somebody sent me a meme one time. It had a picture of porta pots on fire and said, if, if 2021 were a scented candle, this is what it would look like. I... <laughs> I don't know if I feel that way, but it's definitely been an interesting year. But I'll tell you something, and this is, as, uh, this is where I can get preachy. It may have been a hard year for us, but it didn't take God by any kind of surprise, right? He is, I, I know I've said this a million times up here, he's either in control or he's not in control. I believe he's fully in control, 
So 2021, interesting year, but he's been in control the entire time. He did not look at his calendar and go, oh my gosh, it's April 16th, we got a problem, right? 2022 is right ahead of us, and we're going to have different issues. Who knows what they're going to be, but he's still fully in control. And I would just say to you all, that's kind of this sermon today, even though it might be our, our day together might be a little shorter than, than in the past, it's still just chocked full of scripture. Psalm 27 is what we're going to be in today. We're going to have it on the board, but if you have it on your phone or, uh, or you have your Bible with you, why don't you just take a minute to turn to that, and we'll kind of walk through that together. So again, Psalm 27, 14 verses. My kids would say, that's awesome, we're going to read a whole book, and it's only 14 verses. But 14 awesome verses, Psalm 27. So let me, let me give you some background on, on this. Um, in the CBS, it's, uh, this chapter is actually titled, My Stronghold, and this is by David. Um, this psalm was written by David, and most likely before he was anointed, and it was probably written when he was exiled from home, being hunted by King Saul and his men. Safe to say, he had a lot going on in his life at the moment, right? A lot of things were going on for him. He felt under attack and so forth. He was in great danger, and most likely, probably his confidence level maybe was low. Who knows? So again, that idea of moving into 2022, I'm fearful that some of us are kind of going, here we go, another year of COVID, right? But I'm telling you, folks, God's giving us an opportunity as a church to look different than the outside world. We have an opportunity, again, no matter what it is ahead of us, to love God, love others, as Scripture teaches us and so forth. So, but I've, I felt like in preparation, I thought this psalm was a perfect psalm to maybe put as the focus for your 2022, maybe? I mean, obviously we want to have Christ as our focus. But I was thinking to myself, boy, if we just lived out Psalm 27 over the course of the next 365 days, what it would look like. And by the way, for those of you, 364 days left to go Christmas shopping, just so I'd tell you. So anyway. Okay, so we're going to look at the first three verses of uh, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? Just a quick thought for you on that verse alone. Is this true for you? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? If this is not true for you, would love to talk to you. Honestly. Because I can honestly say, and I know there's multiple people in here that could say the same thing. He is my light. He is my salvation. He is my stronghold. And if you're walking in here 
maybe anger towards God, maybe the church has hurt you. I, you know, who knows? I mean it. I, I think of the amount of people in here. I'm sure you're walking in here with something. I hope he is your light. I hope he is your salvation. And I hope he is your stronghold. When evildoers came against me to devour my flesh, my, fl- my foes and enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. So today I'm going to give you four C's, just like a good pastor. Give you four C's to take away and um, we'll see, see, what you, see where it goes f- for you for that. So your first C is, do you have confidence in him? David did. That's what we see here. David had confidence in the Lord. This type of confidence dispels fear. This type of confidence that David is talking about pushes fear aside. Now, I'm not telling you that there aren't days that I have anxiousness. There have been times I've had fearful thoughts and so forth. But the kind of confidence we're talking about, it pushes that fear right out the door. David did not let his fear get the best of him. He looked at who God was. He was his light, his salvation, his stronghold. See, we don't need to be afraid of the darkness. He is the light. We don't need to fear death and other things because he is our salvation. He is our stronghold and our rocks in times of trouble. Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And I think about that idea of moving into 2022 for you all, just like me. What if we lived our life just thinking that way? He is my light, my stronghold, my salvation. But the secret of David's public confidence was his private obedience. I'm going to say that again. I want to give credit to Warren Wearsby because I stole it from him. I thought it was just a great line. The secret of David's public, public confidence was his private obedience. He took time to fellowship with the Lord and get his direction from him. He had a fellowship with the Lord. So often people that I have counseled over the years and just even in my own walk, when I start to kind of let that fear and anxiousness creep in at times, I start to realize, you know, I... I think I'm trying to run ahead of God. Anybody here try to run ahead of God at times, right? It doesn't normally go that well. And the funny part is, I think we actually think we're really running ahead of him. It's like, come on, Lord. And it's like, he's up ahead of us going, I'm up here, you know? And you're like, okay, Lord, okay. But that idea of walking with him So that brings us to our our next C, which is being in communion with him. So we need to have confidence in him, but we also need to be in communion with him. So verse four through six, I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire 
and listen to what he desires, to dwell in the house of the Lord all of my days, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. He only asked one thing of God, to dwell in the house of the Lord. I so often come to God with a laundry list of things to fulfill the desires and maybe the wants and the needs that I have. David's not saying he doesn't have those things, but he is saying, I really only want to have one thing, and that's to dwell in your house, Lord. Verse five, for he will conceal me in his shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make noise, make music to the Lord. David further expressed his confidence in the Lord by longing to dwell in his house. Now there's two words here, and I think it's important just to point out a little bit of a kind of a word lesson here. So there's two words, temple and shelter. So temple here does not, it's not in reference to Solomon's temple that Solomon talks about because Solomon had not done that yet. It was not yet built. David is saying he wants to be with God forever. He wants to be with the one he loves. He wants to be with God forever. And then secondly, shelter, this word shelter can also mean hiding place or refuge What a great way to speak of God's protection, a shelter. Anybody ever been in a massive storm and been outside by chance? Okay. I remember I went to school at University of North Texas and we were driving from Dallas to Houston and I believe it's I-35, I think. If Matt were here, he would tell me. I think it's I-35. And my roommate, Thad Scott, looked at me and goes that's a tornado over there. And I went, I'm from Maryland, right? A tornado us is like a little dust moving on a baseball field. And he goes, we're just gonna pull over underneath this underpass and we're gonna let it go by. We're gonna what? And praise the Lord, it was, it was about a mile or so from us. But I remember that idea of going, I, I'm alone, I'm... There's no shelter around me. Think about God being that shelter, that driving underneath and sitting underneath the underpass. Think of God being that shelter for you. That's what David is referring to as, God, you are my shelter. Being in communion or some would say fellowship with God brings that sense of security and I'm telling you right now, I will, I will kind of stand on this hill to the day I die. If you are not in that communion with him, there's a great chance that you're not going to feel that kind of shelter. So whatever you're going through, whatever you will go through, that idea of being in communion with him is so important. I would say it this way in a simple way of putting it. You need to be seeking out his face and seeking out his word. One of the ways, well, two of the ways to be in communion with him. 
David spent a tremendous amount of time pursuing God, wanting to spend time with him. Not just a check the box, I'm good to go for the day kind of thing. I really believe David wanted to spend time with him. What does it look like for you to be in communion with God? Only you know that. I know what it looks like for me. For me, it tends to be more of a getting my day started in the morning, prayer, being in his word, listening to uh, worship music, even working out, kind of talking to him as I'm working out. Lord, I hate this treadmill, <laughs> right? I don't know what it looks like for you. Your, your life might be different. But I would say this, that word of, are you going to be intentional spending time with him to be in communion? How can you look like David? How could you write Psalm 27? What would it look like if you wrote it? Okay, that brings me to our third C, and that is we need to call on him, be in prayer talking to him on a constant basis. So our C is to call on him. So verses seven through 12. This is David saying, Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek his face. Lord, I seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Because of my adversaries, show me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence." What do you sense going on here in David's heart? I sense that he apparently, the Lord was granting David's protection not fast enough for him. That's what I hear. For he prayed earnestly and with some anxiousness for help. So if anybody can show me what verse it says in scripture that when you pray, God will answer you immediately. Can anybody, right? I think I thought that, but it's not the way God works. Does not mean he does not answer prayers. I did not, please don't leave here saying I said that. But I think so often we look at God almost like a vending machine. Hey, Lord, I need your help here. Can you make that happen? Thank you. Okay, Lord, when are you going to start working? Right? I think we see a little of that maybe in David. Again, him running from his foes. Whoever was pursuing him, I'm sure he was like, okay, Lord, let's go. Let's make this happen quick. Have you ever been there before? Where are you now, Lord? I've said that. Lord, what, what are you doing? I'm sure a lot of us have said that over the last year and a half. Lord, what are you doing? Are you still in control? Why aren't you answering my prayers? David does something here that we all need to be better at, and that is in verse 10, even in his prayer, he says, but the Lord cares for me. 
I think one of the greatest things that we can do as a community is to remind each other of what God is doing in our lives. And also remind each other of what scripture says. I'm gonna use my dear friend Tim Webster used to always say when we were at UBC, he said, because we're a bunch of knuckleheads. We need to be reminded so often. So it's fun to hear when Glenn says, hey, Bill, I wanna share this story with you, man. God really did an amazing thing last night. And you're like, man, that is awesome. He's still working, you know, because sometimes we just don't see it. But one of the other things that we can do is go to scripture and be reminded of his faithfulness. He is a promise keeper. He does not break promises. And, he, and what he says he's going to do, he comes through and he does. And I don't know anywhere where he hasn't done that yet. And we have the future in front of us to see him do more of that. So David in verse 10, he reminds himself, even in his prayer of like, Lord, where are you? You know what? He still cares for me. He's reminding himself of that. And then in verse 11, he has this, I, I think he has this humble, teachable spirit because he says, because of my adversary, show me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Show me your way, Lord. Lead me on the path you want me to be on. What a great heart. Is your heart that way? I hope it is. I know mine's not always that way. But boy, when it is, and I'm teachable and humble before the Lord, just amazing what he can do in and through me. So our last C brings us to verse 13 and 14. And our C is calmness. May we have calmness because of him. Or you could say be content. Another C for you. You get five C's today. So verse 13. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. We're going to talk about that goodness word here in a second. Verse 14, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Two times, bookends what we're called to do. I'm going to see if I can do this without the paper because I was thinking about this more and more. I think it's neat. What happens in verse 14 is you have this bookend of wait for the Lord and then wait for the Lord. But in between, it's calling us to do something, and that is to be strong and be courageous. So what does it look like to be strong? Waiting for the Lord. I know that hurts. We don't want to wait. We want it to be fixed now. We are a now to, uh, now, yeah, now to society, right? I mean, heck, you can call up and have somebody bring your groceries to you in an hour, right? Wait for the Lord, be strong, be courageous, Wait for the Lord. I think, truthfully, some of the greatest, greatest courage I've seen in people is when I've seen them be patient and still and wait. For somebody like me, not my greatest strength, Michelle could tell you that. 
I, I struggle waiting at times. David here gives us this reminder again of wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous and wait for the Lord. He is either in control or he's not in control. And as I said, I believe he's fully in control. His time is his time, different than our time. He doesn't, I don't believe, I hope I'm not gonna misspoke, I don't think he has a calendar on his board, right? His time is his time, and waiting uh, can be really hard. But one of the other things that's great about waiting is I have found that in the times that I have had to wait, he has done two amazing things in my life. He has taught me, and then he's blessed me. So he's taught me what it looks like to wait. I, th- I think there were actually times I think I actually heard him go, will you just relax? And I hear a little bit of the chuckles, because I'm sure you all are dealing, we're all dealing with the same stuff. Waiting on the Lord. So let me go back and talk a little bit about verse 13. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. His goodness. So here's where I'm at, a little participation. Who has seen his goodness? Right? We need to remind ourselves of that goodness at times. We forget quickly. We are, we are a people, because of the fall, we are broken. We immediately start to go, we go downhill quick. A lot of times quicker than we go uphill. One of the things that David is doing throughout this Psalm 27, and this would be my charge to you all is, continue to remember his goodness. Remember that he is faithful, that he is full of love, that he is full of compassion, that he cares for you. And I think the other part that's important to remember is he does it in perfection. And I think that's important to know, to, to note. Because I think at times we think of ourselves, I mean, I think I'm a faithful person, but I'm not nearly as faithful as God is. I think I'm a loving person, but not nearly as faithful. See what I mean? And he does it in a perfect way. So that kind of leads us to this end piece. And this is what my hope would be for you all. Kind of your, your gospel response would be living out these three C's, confidence, that calmness, calling on the Lord. What if you tried to live Psalm 27 out? How would your life be radically different in 2022? Having confidence in him, seeking and spending time with him, a prayer life, calling on him, then having a sense of calmness or being content in who he is and what he is doing and how he has everything under control despite our own fears. Do you realize how different your life would be? Do you realize how different we would look to the outside world? Paul and I were having this conversation this past Wednesday, and he said something to me that I've been mulling over since last week. And he said, you know, one of the things, and I hope I don't misquote you, Paul, 
But we were talking about, again, how we look as believers, how the outside world looks. And he said, one of the things as believers that we should look like is we shouldn't be restless. Did I use the word correctly? Thank you, Paul. And I really thought about that, and I thought, boy, you know, it, a lot of times when brothers will say those things, I'm like, hmm, how am I doing with that in my own life? But as believers, you know, we shouldn't look as restless as the outside world. And I understand, look, we still struggle, but there should be this idea of calmness and content in the Lord. And again, I've said it before, God doesn't have a calendar, but we do. See, we often see a new day, a new year, and so forth as kind of a new, you know, tomorrow, I didn't eat well today, but tomorrow, right, I'm going to start off strong. It's not the way God sees it, but it's the way we see it. And I think about so often, and it's okay, you know, whether you're a, I'm going to set goals for 2022 or not, whatever it is. But I would just say to you that if you're struggling in those those four C's, might be a good time for this year to be on focus for those things. So I'm going to call the worship team up, and I just want to hit on just a couple more things real quick as they're coming up. So verse 13 says this, I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the living of the land. And I would ask you, are you certain of that? So again, if you've walked in here and you don't know who I'm talking about, when I'm talking about Jesus, maybe this is your day. Maybe that's why God has you here for that reason. And one of the things about here at WBC is it's not just about raising a hand today. It's about being discipled and growing over a sanctification journey. But again, if you have walked in here and you don't know who he is, I have tons of people in this room that would love to share with you how God's been faithful in their lives, how he's been good to them and so forth. We'd love to tell you about it. But at times we get tossed around. Scripture says that, like we get tossed around. This song that we're going to sing, Goodness of God, one of my favorite lines from any piece of worship music says this, all my life you've been faithful, all my life you've been so, so good. I would ask you as we're singing this song, as we're finishing today, would you just think about, remind yourself of how faithful God has been to you, how good he's been to you, and how much he loves you. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for Psalm 27, Lord. I thank you for just how good you are, Lord. Father, I'm preaching to myself right here, Lord. I just wish that I could just rest in you all the time, Lord. I get so caught up in so many other things, Lord. Um, But, Father, when I do rest in you, and it it is just wonderful, Lord. As, As David said... I long to be in your presence, Father. Father, we uh, just thank you, Lord, for your care for us. We thank you for your patience with us, Lord. Father, we thank you for how good you are. Lord, we uh, just want to lift this song up in this praise to you and and your glorious name, Father. We love you, Lord, and we lift this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you, worship team. Thank you all for being here today. Um, let's see if I do it right. Run into the midst of darkness and light it up. Matt right now is cheering. Um, one last thing, though. So this week, the office is closed Monday and Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday are kind of like floater days for us, so most likely we won't be in. So if you need something, call one of us. We are all here to help you this week, and if you need something, just give us a shout, all right? Have a great day, and I get to say it. I'll see you next year. Yay! you have any questions about the sermon or would like to know more about following after Jesus, uh, please contact us and we would love to talk more about your relationship with Christ and how you can grow in your spiritual journey.